We are talking today with Robert Whitehill on Fox Rothschild Podcast. Bob is a partner with Fox Rothschild in Pittsburgh, and he chairs the firm's immigration group focusing on representing physicians and healthcare clients. Bob, welcome this morning. Thanks. Good morning. Bob, for foreign medical graduates pursuing their careers in the United States, what are some of the legal issues and risks they face on their pathway to permanent residency? Well, this is a fairly complicated topic, but let me try to break it down by a a brief overview of some of the more common non-immigrant and immigrant visas that are encountered by a physician on his or her way to permanent residency. Most common non-immigrant visas are the J-1 and H-1B, and the most common immigrant visas are employment-based first and employment-based second preference. Bob, what is an H-1B visa? H-1B visa is (coughs) a non-immigrant or a temporary (coughs) worker visa. Uh, It has a lifespan of six years. Um, It's employer-specific. That lifespan uh, may be extended beyond the six years by a timely filing of an employment-based immigrant visa. Now, most residency or fellowship programs are at academic uh, or affiliated institutions, and therefore they're not subject to the cap or the annual limit on the number of H visas available. When a physician moves from training to practice, that physician may be moving from cap exempt to cap subject. And therefore, the timing, the licensure, maintenance of status issues are raised during this period of time and must be addressed. Logistically, securing an H-1B visa um, is imposes some expenditures on the part of the employer. There are numerous filing fees that must be paid. Um, the employee must be earning the prevailing wage. Um, and one disadvantage for the employee is that the spouse is the uh, spouse and child in H-4 status are not able to work. Nonetheless, the H-1B visa for a medical resident or fellow is usually the best course um, in attracting the best physicians. What about the J-1 visa? J-1 visa is an exchange visitor visa. The exchange visitor visa is more easily secured by the employee. Um, it is. Uh, it allows uh, training in the United States for up to seven years. The J-1 visa um, allows the employee's family, uh, spouse and child to work in the United States, uh, but has a sting to it. And the sting is the two-year foreign residency requirement that uh, needs to be waived if the physician is going to remain in the United States uh, to practice medicine. Bob, you mentioned a J-1 waiver. What's that? Well, it is uh, the government's waiving the two-year home residency requirement based upon one of three different types of applications or proofs by uh, the physician or the physician and his or her employer. Uh, There's a hardship waiver where the physician proves that returning home (coughs) would impose extreme hardship on himself um, um, and the U.S. citizen or permanent resident spouse or child. There's a persecution waiver, and the persecution waiver, as it appears by its title, um, if the physician is able to prove 
uh, that he or she will be persecuted upon return home. And finally, and most importantly, is an interest of government agency waiver. The interest of government agency waiver, um, most common and most commonly known, is the Conrad State 30. Conrad State 30 is administered through the State Department of Health in each of the 50 states in the District of Columbia. Each of the states has its own uh, requirements, uh, which can be elaborate and uh, time-consuming. The, uh, the Conrad State 30 or, um, requires that the physician work in an underserved area for a period of three years. There are waivers available, however, uh, for physicians who are specialists. Um, other U.S. government agency waiver programs are available for clinicians through the Veterans Administration, uh, Appalachian Regional Commission, and the Delta Regional Commission. For physicians whose uh, research is cutting edge, um, there is the possibility of a waiver through the Department of Health and Human Services. Bob, uh, what other types of visas might impact a resident? Well, there are lots of other non-immigrant visas that may have application in particular cases. Mm -hmm. But what I think we should talk about for a few minutes are the immigrant visas, and the immigrant visas are the basis for permanent residency. There are four different types of uh, immigrant visas. There is family reunification, employment, diversity lottery, and asylum or refugee status. Uh, probably most relevant um, to our discussion is employment-based first and employment-based second preference. Employment-based first preference for physicians breaks down into two categories. One, EB1 extraordinary, and that's for a physician at the very top of the field. Uh, the a physician at that level with that stature uh, may self-petition. Also in EB1, there is a uh, visa known as an outstanding professor or researcher. That may not be self-petitioned. Uh, the uh, academic institution or research institution uh, or research department uh, where the physician is working needs to petition. The uh, outstanding professor, professor or researcher is available for highly accomplished physicians. Um, for also highly accomplished physicians, there is EB2. And the EB-2 is usually the one, the route that's taken. The EB-2 uh, through an alien labor certification. The alien labor certification through the Department of Labor um, is an uh, exacting process where the uh, recruitment done by the employer shows that the physician is not taking a job away from a U.S. worker. The other EB-2 position uh, visa is one that can be a self-petition, and that's a national interest waiver. A national interest waivers are available uh, for waiver docs, J-1 uh, physicians who've received their waivers, and for others whose work uh, advances the national uh, interest. Bob, this all sounds so very overwhelming. Uh, so many details to track. Well, there are a lot of details, and of course the physician uh, needs to keep his eye on the immigration ball to make sure that it's bouncing in the right direction. Um, and one of the things that uh, we need to take a look at, the physicians do need to do look at, is timing. Because once the immigrant visa petition has been approved, 
that physician may or may not be ready to file for a green card. There needs to be a visa immediately available. If there is immediately available an immigrant visa petition, uh, an immigrant visa, then the alien physician may file for himself and his family to become permanent residents. Otherwise, there may be a, a wait or a delay uh, in filing for permanent residency. When you file for permanent residency, there's a, a pretty straightforward process that uh, requires a lot of biographical information. Uh, and at the end of that process, of course, the physician and family members are permanent residents of the United States. Uh, once a person is a permanent resident of the United States, uh, he may live and work in the United States on a permanent basis. Um, and after five years would be eligible to become a U.S. citizen uh, to apply for naturalization and then that physician and family members would be uh, citizens like you and I are. Well, thank you, Bob. To speak with Bob Whitehill directly on any aspect of immigration or visa issues in the medical field, please contact him at 412-394-5595 or at rwhitehill, that's R-W-H-I-T-E-H-I-L-L, at foxrothschild.com. Fox Rothschild is a full-service law firm built to serve business leaders. Over the past 100 years, we have grown to more than 500 lawyers in 15 offices, coast to coast. Our clients come to us because we understand their issues, their priorities, and the way they think. We help clients manage risk and make better decisions by offering practical advice. Visit us on the web at www.foxrothschild.com.